0: Podcast. I'm in Max 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 Max. Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with Reckless Abandon. Thank you for joining us for Season 17, Episode 16 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm the one and only Proby Tim.
1: This is Gina.
0: And uh, this is our second live-streamed episode since we've upgraded. So I'd like to thank people who are oh now they're saying they're not receiving the streaming We'll start over We will begin again <laughs> I'm in max max, max max You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG podcast I'm in max max max, 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 max. Pursuing the RPG hobby with Reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for Season 17, Episode 16 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I am the one and only Proby Tim.
1: This is Gina. We're
0: going to do that one more time.
1: <laughs> I, I, I uh, presciently <clears throat> said hell in the chat room instead of hello. Because I am like, I was supposed to say live. hello.
0: Sorry. The procedure. Uh. RPG podcast I'm in Max 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 Max! Max, Max 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 pursuing the RPG hobby with Reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for season 17 episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG podcast take 3 My name is Stu I am still the one and only Proby Tim
1: and this is Gina <laughs>
0: We are still trying to figure out how to do this, and, and we're not doing it right yet. But one day, one day yeah. we will get it right.
1: And then we can so, retire.
0: For those of you who are listening at home to the regular podcast, we are now streaming live. Um, on the, We're doing the show right now on YouTube Live, and uh, we do our actual plays now on twitch.tv slash Live. Uh, and you can, if you would like hear those things. Uh, Tuesday nights is when we were recording Vast Dominions and uh, Empire's Twilight, which is the Star Wars FFG game. And then on some Sundays we're recording the Vampire the Masquerade game. Um, That one's kind of hit or miss whether or not we're going to do it. It's like every three weeks. It works out out being about every three weeks, yeah. So, and those are available on Twitch. We're trying to figure out how Mm -hmm. to put them on both simultaneously. I have a thing that can do that. It's not working right. So... Mm -hmm have to figure that out um if you would like to email us you can email us at happyjacksrpg@gmail.com. at gmail.com it's happyjacksrpg@gmail.com. at gmail.com we also have an instagram happy jacks rpg i don't put pictures on that i think kimmy books pictures yeah. mm-hmm. on that uh, twitter happy jacks rpg again we're also on facebook you can find us there uh and and that's it and if you're watching this uh it's on youtube uh And you can go to happyjacks.org slash YouTube and you can find the YouTube channel. Happyjacks.org slash Twitch to find the Twitch channel. That way I don't have to actually memorize whatever their thing is. (laughs) Um, And the other thing I wanted to talk about before we begin is Operation Why Listeners Make When You Know Listeners Have You Don't Want to Make. This is my new initiative, and I actually stole this from another RPG podcast, or another RPG podcast, but another now, podcast. Now, normally, when you see initiatives like that, they have like really cool short code names like Operation Stormwind or something. Yeah. But here we have Operation Why Listeners Make When You Know Listeners Have You Want to Make. You don't want to make. You don't want but, to but make. But you do yeah. want to make, actually. But, yeah, you, you do want to make. I'm going to do a quick edit there. Edit. On, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're trying to expand the reach of Happy Tricks RPG Podcast douchebaggery. And we need your help. We would like you, the listeners, who are listening to me right now. Let me switch cameras so you can point right at them, Tim. There, point right at them. That's you. We're talking to you. (laughs) I'm going to participate. Excellent. So here's here's the deal. We're going to ask that you share two links from Happy Jacks to a social media outlet of your choice. Two. What kind of links are you talking it about? It could be anything. It could be, watch this YouTube video I just saw of this game they're playing. Or it could be, watch this particular episode. Or it could be a, a link to a, a particular podcast episode you uh, like. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a link to one of the resources on the page. Because there's a two two sides one. Okay. Epic thing. Nice. Which, you know, I went back and looked through that thing. Boy, that was a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not just for us, but for everyone involved in yeah, it. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. You looked at, I mean, it's got like 50 or 60... <laughs> basically one-page adventures. It's a fantastic uh, resource, and yeah. it's there and, and for anyone to take. But uh, it, any link that you think of that relates to Happy Jacks that you can share on social media, it could be Facebook, you could share your favorite episode, or it could be anything. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter sure. at all. Uh, just do that for us, and we would appreciate it. Um, and I think that's it. That is the awesome. that's the that's the takeaway this week from Operation Why listeners make when you know listeners have you don't want to make you do want to make
1: we've got like you do strategies and tactics and I know stuff. why that's problem awesome. make why problem make when you know problem have you don't want
0: to make and I'll get the headphones back in here so you guys can enjoy that's the that's why we too. need the headphones yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can hear it I can hear, hear it through yours yeah yeah. yeah 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 all right yeah. so just turn your volume up all the way and we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. go here. hear it yeah. or you might go deaf you
1: could lose your other eardrum.
0: I like, might. So in this in this episode, uh, our featured email is from Allervant, and he asks, Should GMs publish their notes to the players? Birdman writes in with his Gen Con Triumph. Andrew from SC writes about player connections and FFG Star Wars tips. And JC in KC writes in about gaming with infants. Oh, and the out-of-print GM sends in a moment of gaming gold. <laughs> so, right to the first email. Allervent, should GMs publish their notes to the players? Dear Happy Jack's crew, do you think the GM should publish their session notes to the players? Here is the context for my question. In my gaming group, I have taken it upon myself as a player to take notes and after each session, type them up in a cohesive email that is sent out to everyone. Well, good on you. Mm -hmm. Um, But last year, when I started GMing, I did not send such an email of the sessions I ran. I didn't do it for several reasons. First, was that the GM in our main campaign is not a good note-taker, so I was picking up slack for him so there wasn't the same kind of need in my own campaign. Second, I didn't want to mix my GM-only notes with what the players did. Uh, In other words, I felt the notes should be what the players experienced, not what the GM thinks the players experienced. Finally, GMing takes a lot of effort, and I want someone else to do the extra work does. So, my question to you is this. Who should be sharing their notes with the group? Thank you. Allervant. P.S. Thanks for introducing me to OneNote. It has been a big help for me as a GM and as a player. You're very welcome. So, sharing notes with the players. Should the GM do this? What do you think? I don't think so. Why? Uh, A couple reasons. And I can only speak from my own personal experience, but it would be far too easy for me to, as I'm typing up you know, all the notes, inadvertently put something in that the characters don't know yet that I know because, of course, I'm omnipotent. Right. And all of a sudden, the players would get you know, hints and, oh, so he really isn't the dude that we're looking for because of something I accidentally put in those notes. Thinking back to the moat of sin, mm-hmm. probably one of the highlights of every episode we do is when Sam reads back her notes. Right. And that's because her notes are from her point of view and they're tinged with so much Sam slash Riley. I mean, the very words that she uses are all from that, like, Toreador um, 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 point of view. Yeah. And I think that really, really, really adds a lot to the notes, whereas if, you know, you were just putting out notes, they'd be probably more outline format. Absolutely. Yeah you wouldn't get that player feel to it. Okay, I,
1: I, I totally agree. Maybe slightly different reasons, but uh, we have players, including myself in the games I play, that do take notes, and that's one of my favorite parts, too, is the player point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, the GM already carries so much creative burden um that i think it is more fun for the players to be able to participate in that recap rather than having the gm tell me what happened last time right
0: yeah
1: um because i was there and (coughs) and the player point of view i do think is is more fun and players miss stuff Mm -hmm. um but if you have other people contributing because even in the games where we do take notes like like Sam does in your vampire game, other people will go, oh, yeah, and there was this thing.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: because you're taking from your point of view or your character's point of view, but then everybody can kind of participate. I don't mind if a GM is helpful when I say, I totally forgot to write that guy's name down, and we would know that. I don't want you to be a jerk to me and say, oh, you don't remember the name. You don't remember
0: your (laughs) character's name. Exactly. You forgot to ask. Well, and also think about this. How many times have we on this podcast said... That as the GM, you listen to your players and you think, oh my God, that was better than my yeah. idea. Yeah. I'm going to make that the idea. Yeah. And you can glean a lot of that if your players are taking notes and they're writing down their thoughts and such, and then they read them back. You're going to miss that if you're you know, putting out just what the notes that you saw from the GM perspective were.
1: Well, and then to your point, you see what is important to them. So even yeah. if they're not coming up with theories or angles on certain things... You walk away with what's important to them.
0: Sure. Uh, I look at I, again. I yeah. wanna, I'm going to quote the moat uh, because that's the only game I, I I play in that everyone probably is familiar with. Uh, but listen to when Sam reads out information about some of those NPCs. You can clearly, clearly pick out which NPCs she likes and does not like. Oh, sure. Yeah. And and that is, I mean, that's got to be gold for you. Oh, absolutely. To know, yeah. To know that Sam, that. Riley really hates this person, or oh, yeah. Riley really likes that person. That's something you, as a GM, can pick up on. Well, we had, had a, a character, uh, John Kristoff, who was, you know, he's got, and I, I built that character for her to hate. Oh, you did a good job, right? <laughs> and, and she ended up making his skull into, a, into purse, a purse, right? That's how much she hated him. But I, I wanted to make a character who, when she looked at him with her, was it ospects. With mm-hmm. her aspects, she would see this incredibly beautiful pure image that she could never be yeah and that that would fill her with jealousy and rage and hilarity would ensue and 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 you did and it did yeah that's funny yeah uh, um and and even just not on on that particular npc but on all the npcs she tends to you know give them little nicknames oh yeah you, you can read a lot out of that nickname that if you were just putting out the notes as the GM, you wouldn't get. And yeah. and when she says something like that, you look around the table and you can see. Like she'll say, "So then we went to Angel Pants Christoph's house," and you'll see everyone's table go, "God, I hate that guy!" <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <God>. <laughs> <laughs> which again, GM in gold right there, yeah, which yeah. you would miss if you were. Here is what happened in the last session, and then Riley said, "Blah blah blah blah." I
1: also think it puts some ownness mm-hmm. on the p- the players. Mm-hmm to be engaged, you know, as as much as they possibly can and not just like, I'm going to catch Pokemon until it's my turn again, or right. I'm not in this scene, so I'm going to go check out. Um, so that you kind of have to be engaged in the whole game.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask you what you thought, Stu. Well, I would never share my notes with the players. Um, first off, my notes are usually... <laughs> Very, very concise and very much well, I don't have it installed on this computer. Um, Very uh, matter of fact about the plot points I'm thinking about and the stuff that is going to be important to me in the next session. Mm-hmm. What's important to me in the next session doesn't have anything to do yep. with what's important to the players in the next session, yep. right? Yeah. But if I if I need to know because I you know in a in a, in a way the GM is kind of a player in the game because he is he's playing a lot of characters.
1: Absolutely. But he
0: is actually playing those characters yeah. in a way because you are you are the every NPC you've got should be reacting if it's known, to whatever actions the players are taking. None sure. of these things yeah. are happening in a void. So what What I'm trying to do when I'm writing up my notes, and I always write my notes right after the game, and I, it's usually five or six sentences. It's all, the major plot points that happened in the game. I mean, in the, in the last one, it's like, uh, okay, the party made up with so-and-so. Uh, now they trust each other. They did this thing to prove that they trusted each other. And uh, then they went off and they started learning together about stuff. And I- I'm actually telling you what happened in the game, but I'm just leaving all of the details out of it so you don't yeah. know which game it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then they got to this point, and at this point there's going to be a fight, and this thing is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and blah, blah, blah. It's it, it's not written as a narrative. It's not written as uh, here is what this person thinks, and this is what... Here is what the party yeah. experience it's written as here are the facts that i need to make to right. to refresh my memory for the next session right and yeah. they're they're so not in character and they've got huge spoilers in them like yeah right away that's yeah. because i need to that's the stuff i need to remember uh, you know the 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 party did this and they stole this from from NPCX. NPCX is going to get them back at some point, maybe two or three sessions. And and I'll and I'll just start kind of planning some of that stuff out. Now, will, will it come to pass? I don't know. Right. And and to my first point, were that me, there'd be a chance that I'd be like, okay, so the notes are, you stole this thing from NPCX, and NPCX is really upset about it, and he's probably going to get you guys back in like two. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: Never mind sorry.
0: that. Um, <laughs> let's just redact the last like 30 seconds. I would like the jury to... I would like to, uh, the <laughs> jury... <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> to, to disregard <throat> that comment, please. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, I don't... I, I would never share my my notes with the players. It's really neat. I, and I think we've talked about this in the past. It's really cool when you have someone who's putting... Writing their notes yeah. in first person from the character's perspective. Because yeah. then... You, you are. It's it's through the filter of that character and what they see, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes that can be incredibly entertaining to start the game, to, and also it yeah. lets other players know how the other characters GM as well as you said, yeah. but also lets all other players kind of know what the other characters are like and get little insights into them as well, which can make for a more interesting game at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, and I think the. Um, uh, it, Years ago, I don't remember which episode it was on. I would, I don't remember what anything is on, but um, someone mentioned round robining that responsibility. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and so, a couple and, of episodes have talked about that. And 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 have someone write out their notes and then, excuse me, do like a uh, a journal entry that they can then send out from their character's perspective, mm-hmm. so that people know. Yeah, so so that that everyone can hear what's going on. And also, I mean, they can put in little jibes, like if it's the barbarian talking about the halfling thief who keeps beating him up or whatever, (laughs) or or keeps stealing his things. I think it was that stupid little guy who took that thing from the... I've been using
1: pages during a bunch of our games, in fact, games we've played together, but... I think Slack is cool for that too because you can, in game, everybody can contribute if oh, you have yeah, got a channel. I've that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. So we were starting to use it in our last Star Wars game where, you know, just little things that would happen or little funny things mm-hmm. or. Create like an. Character in, to character. Yeah, create like an
0: in character yeah. channel where yeah. everything you post in there is specifically from the point of your character. That'd be kind yeah. Of cool. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. I think um, if we can go back a couple of years here, I think one of the problems with my S zombies game. Mm hmm. Was the fact that I was the note taker, and we would run and the GM and the GM, right. and we would run marathon. Like we got together once a month on a Saturday, and we would get together at noon, and we would wind up playing until eleven at night, Oof. and we would have lunch and mm-hmm. dinner, and you know this whole big ordeal, and by and, drinks. Time, and drinks and by the and time drinks. and drinks <laughs> and then some more drinks, and then by the time the end of the day rolled around, the last thing I wanted to do was write up notes. Oh, sure. So, the month would go by, and then I'd sit down and go, uh, oh, they're going to be here in like two hours. I should really try and figure out what happened last time so I can give them their notes. And that just added another level of complexity to running the game, which oh, yeah. I I, I, yeah. I, would not recommend uh, to GMs anywhere, because it's it's tough. It did makes I, it hard. Did I ever
1: tell you I got a, a play-by-play uh, text of that game like no as things were occurring i was getting texts yeah i tried to find it one day because oh i've i sometimes don't delete texts but um. i was like oh, i can't find it so it's probably three phones ago well, or uh, hopefully phones it's
0: ago. it's been <laughs> relegated to the archive.org backup yeah, that d- got never ether. made and was
1: <laughs> yeah but I do think, I think that puts a lot of mm-hmm. burden on the GM. I think that's it does. the in the chat room, I think it was Gaz uh-huh. uh, was saying, and I just lost it because it scrolled, but uh, Gaz, the DM, was saying the same thing, that there's so much going on for you when you're GMing and you've got so much going on behind the scenes that it's just, that's also oh, yeah. time consuming.
0: It is. Yeah. yeah. and And there's stuff you won't. Uh, we may have hinted on this a couple minutes ago, but there's stuff you won't pick up on that are important to the characters yeah. that they will pick up on in their yeah. notes. I think that's yeah. really more important than anything. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yep.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Vance.
1: Oh, Rude Alert also had a, a recommendation on uh, why oh. listener make when you don't have listener you want to make. I, uh, I don't know if that's right. But use tags on your YouTube videos um so, oh, okay. that might attract new listeners. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. I, I used to do that and I stopped doing it a long time ago.
1: He says you might accidentally attract people.
0: <laughs> who yeah didn't but, know about the but why lis- but hashtag why <laughs> listeners make when you know yeah. listeners have you do want to make is one hell of a long hashtag. I don't think he. Literally it's a fantastic hashtag, but it's, it's like <laughs> boy, it's like as long as my arm. Yeah. Uh, the best hashtags are enormously long. <laughs> yeah. And, and and don't fit on the on the width of a. File. So they have to they, so have, to so they have to scroll down. around. Yes. Yeah. Like two three lines. Nice. Or they or they or on, on poorly poorly made apps they actually break the. Yeah. Formatting. Yeah. They break the. That's CSS. when you know you have a good you have a good <laughs> tag. So when your hashtag breaks applications, that's when it's a good hashtag. That's right. <laughs> That's what I think. Lots of uh,
1: new <laughs> new folks in the chat room too, which is cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Hello, new folks! Yeah.
1: Awesome.
0: Now, there's also I think there's a is there a, a live chat room on um, what should we call it YouTube on the YouTubers?
1: I I thought someone said that last time. Uh, I know we had some confusion about people going to Twitch, but it's Twitch is the actual plays.
0: Open live chat in a new window. I will look and see if there are anyone any any ones there. Cool. Oh, so so Twitch has one too. Twitch has a chat. that we're, And we're broadcasting to Twitch right now, right? No. Or no, we're not.
1: YouTube actual, pl- or Twitch actual play Oh yeah, there's people here too. YouTube casts.
0: Okay. Yep, there's people here too. Gaz, nice. the DM, is here.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> he's got two chat rooms open.
1: Yeah.
0: I will do all the chats. He is. He's I, He's doing all the chats. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, people for a Saturday. Yes, linking too. the
0: stream does count. Uh Democles, Democles, sword?
1: Democles.
0: Democles. The sword of of Democles, which I I know from Rocky Horror. (laughs) Me too, right? (laughs) Is that how Democles is spelled? I I high five your
1: fist bump. Yes. D A M O C L E S. I thought it
0: was D A. D A M O C L E S. I thought it was D A M E. I don't know. I seem to remember reading it in. D A M. In the Dresden Files novels. And O-C-L-E-S. remember he had the sort of Damocles? Yeah. Democles in the first yeah. one? Yeah. Maybe I was just listening to that's it. It's the Damocles. D A M O C O. am pretty sure. But he spells it with a K. He's street. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, with a Z on the end the, instead of an S. No, <laughs> it's, got, it's, got an, it's got an S apostrophe, which is proper. I give you props for putting your apostrophe where it belongs. No, that song's so Um. Bad. Gen Con, Con Triumph the from, from McLean, <laughs> the the Birdman. Who would like to read Gen Con Triumph from the Birdman? After you, Gene. Okay.
1: Gen Con Triumph from Birdman. Dear Stu and, well, all your lovely and talented crew. Aw, oh,
0: thank you. you that.
1: <laughs> I wanted to drop you a quick line to thank you for all your podcasting and the innumerable GM Help, GM Prep episodes you've created to date. You're welcome. By the way, Thanks. I'd like to relate a Gen Con GM triumph story. Ta-da. Yeah, there should be a good sandboard thing for that.
0: Uh, there might be. Let me look. I've always wanted a dramatic chord. Ta-da. Uh, how about this? That one's yeah, good. Perfect.
1: You, you, now I think you do need cut and Fugue in D minor, though. That for the horror stories. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, then and now a GM horror story. Like, yeah. I've been attending Gen Con since it moved to Indianapolis. I live immediately south of Indy, so my commute to this annual geek bacchanal is both short and inexpensive. You know,
0: that would almost be worth living in Indianapolis. (laughs) (laughs) Almost.
1: I've watched the Con grow each year and thoroughly enjoyed playing new games. Old games with new people. Attending panels or just wandering amongst my apparently humongous tribe—that's uh, cool.
0: That's fantastic, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's been fun, but in the past few years, I have noticed that unless you really like playing Pathfinder or <laughs> any stripe of D and D, it's damned difficult to get scheduled into a game. In my case, most of my desired games fill up between 10 and 15 seconds after game signups begin, months before the con. Have you guys seen the sign-up stuff they have? No. Like, it's Excel spreadsheets, and it's pages of games. For Gen Con? Yeah.
0: I, I've i never looked, yeah. because I'm never going to be able to go, so why, you know...
1: I've looked, Why Why, but, why yeah. tempt
0: myself that way?
1: But it does not <laughs> surprise me, because Gen Con also, what, 60,000 yeah. people? I... Yeah.
0: I think that I would probably... Get more frustrated at the crowds than find any value in Gen Con. So I'll just, I'll happily stay with Strategicon. I would like to go once. You see, that's the thing, is, I think I would like to go once, but I think I would walk away going, I just hate people more now. Well, no, the reason <laughs> I would want to go is not to game. Because I get right. plenty of gaming in. Yeah. Absolutely. I would want to go to meet listeners. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. I would and, want and, and hang and push out. Hang out, out with people I yeah. talk to yeah. on the forum yep. and in mm-hmm. email and yeah. chat all the time. I agree. And be able to actually meet them and hey, and, hey, let's go get a drink and let's sit and bullshit for a while. That's that's my favorite thing to do with our con- conventions. Yeah. You could, you could go to Gen Con and schedule an event, like just like it was a game, well, like but have it be a Happy Jack's meet, meet and, and greet.
1: Meet and greet. Yeah. Yeah. I would,
0: had. That, yeah. that, uh, that, I would do all that.
1: I think the con to go to out there is Origins, which is in June, mm-hmm. which is about 10,000 people. Where is but that? But it's in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And it's right in the convention center in downtown Columbus. Uh, lots of uh, places to uh, eat. Restaurants nearby, that sort of thing. But it's it's 10,000 people versus 60,000.
0: You sound like you've been.
1: No, I'm... I'm going next year. Oh, are you? I finally, yeah. I wanted to go this year. had the time off, and I hadn't booked. Mm-hmm. But so I've already got a hotel, and yeah, so I'm going to go. Awesome. Yeah, and it's five days.
0: Um, take a portable Wednesday recorder Sunday. and see yeah. luminaries there interviewing for us.
1: Well, and that's what's kind of cool, I think, because Seriously. maybe it's because it's Midwest. I would totally do that. Um, there are a lot of game designers that are at that con okay. and running their games.
0: And now we go to our reporter yeah. in the field, Gina. Well,
1: and I just...
0: <laughs> I'm standing here yes. in the Oh, room. I'll totally do
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> i would totally do that. And I don't know why I started smirking when I was reading this, because I just had this vision of Gen Con being, like, a fat beard burning man. And I was <laughs> like,
0: that would be so... Like, because he's so <laughs> fat I thought, and all. I and thought I was it was. Like, don't they, don't they yeah, burn... Don't they burn the big effigy yes. of Gygax at the end uh, of Gen Con year? Oh, no, they probably
1: worship at the altar. That's yeah. what you would do.
0: But they are sky-clad. And
1: pour, pour buckets <laughs> of Mountain Dew on yourself and roll in Cheeto baths. Oh, and, um, wow. Oh, <laughs> dear. That'd be awesome. There should be, like, oh, a funny. bacchanal, uh, like, I don't know, cosplay ball at Gen Con. Then I would for sure go.
0: Verily, I anoint you with the holy Mountain Dew. <laughs> right? take of this cheeto it is my body <laughs> <laughs> i want to
1: do that now that would be cool you,
0: transubstantiate a cheeto into a fat beard
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh lordy it's uh blah 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 so let's see um 10 and 15 <coughs> seconds after game signups begin uh months before the con so any non dnd game i can get into is a blessing it has more significance to me than might otherwise be apparent. So last year, as I was sitting through a fairly terrible Hackmaster game being run with all the elements making Hackmaster unique having been excised from the game, I thought to myself, this is stupid. You've got to either run games here, because you can certainly do better than this ill-prepared, completely derivative and stupid scenario, or stop wasting all your money at Gen Con. So after last year's Gen Con, I repaired to the house and spent a few months considering the prospect of running a game with a table of complete strangers and if I truly wanted to put myself out there for public consumption. I also thought about what system I'd like to run considering the few games over the last years I'd been unable to play due to shortage of available tables.
0: Okay, hold on. on. Yeah. This puzzles me. So that non-D&D games that end up being up. registered. Get fill up yeah. in a matter of seconds. Yep. Why wouldn't the people who run the event send out or maybe they do send out a announcement letting people know <clears throat> hey, we need more yep. non D and D games. Yep. Yeah. They've um, got data there showing yeah. that D and D games or non D and D games are doing well because yeah. they sell out so quickly. We need more of them, yeah, totally.
1: Because you've got to have a list of GMs um, uh, it is. and people Gen that. Con. Yeah. Well,
0: it, yeah. There is. I don't know who owns it anymore. If it's even yeah, I wonder. It's, it, it's a separate. It is okay. It's a okay. You know what? I am speaking from a couple years old because Wizards of the Coast sold it to Peter Adkison um, around the Gen Con SoCal era, and I think he got rid of it too. But yeah. I but I don't think it's back with. It's no, not a Wizards there, thing anymore. Was Gen Con SoCal and Gen Con? A, or Gen Con West, I think it was called. No, it was it? called Gen, Gen, Gen Con, Con. Was that, were, those were both the same company? putting. Them yeah, up? it was Gen Con LLC. <clears throat> that was the company. Really? Yeah. That, we, we worked two of those. We, we worked one of those. Um, they hired the Boggards I know. to come and perform. I could see oh. you guys from my uh, from right around the corner from my booth.
1: When it was in Anaheim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. It and was you know, huge, and there was no one there. I am still... Kind of sad that that didn't take off. Because, I'm very sad that didn't take because, off because man, that would have been rad to just have a Gen Con like right around the corner. Right. It. We, it made, I went three. I went three years. In the fourth year, I was it four years or was it three? I don't think it ran four years. No, I, I went. I went two years. and the third year, I couldn't. I think it might have had something Stan to do. Stan being in an entirely huge football field-sized room by yourself. <laughs> I noticed that, too. We were performing. Yeah. No, well, not, no, because I know. I, I, remember, um, I remember seeing Casey there, and I don't remember who else was there. All of us were there at various different times, because we yeah. split the band up into two halves. Half did one day, and half did the other day. Uh, okay. So the Anaheim Convention Center. So big surprise, a lot of us really wanted to do it. <laughs> Huge room, right? Huge room, and that had—I mean, it's literally the size of a football field. Yeah, it is and they huge. had this area over here where, then, and you guys were over here by the like the food tables, playing in a little like little half moon They right? had a little alcove they'd a little, made yeah, with yeah. A, a little riser, and there was yeah, like a little, little stage type thing, and there was like four people watching you guys. I was like, oh, God. and that was like eighty percent of the population <laughs> of the of the building. Yeah, well, there were where well, they had the, they had this one area cordoned off. Did you ever go? Were you no. here then?
1: No, That's I, a long time ago. Yeah, I'm still...
0: 2003, I think? Yeah. What's about that?
1: Yeah, no, I didn't start gaming until... Oh, okay. 2010. Oh, no kidding. Yeah.
0: But it was... Really?
1: Yeah, I've crammed a lot of gaming in <laughs> the Wow. List. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've been...
1: That's why I game like I'm a 14-year-old. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I got six games going. And Let's I us keep going. Can, come on. Yeah, come on. It's only
0: 2 a.m. <laughs> but... um they they had this one area cordoned off where they had the exhibitors hall. Yeah, and there were a, there were a lot of people in there. Yeah, I mean, one year I think uh, uh, Wizard not no uh, Blizzard Entertainment was in there. That, I think they had a booth, a big booth. One yeah, year. cool. Um, but and yeah, they did. We, I was uh, I was one aisle away from the Blizzard booth. Oh, really? Okay.
1: But we, yeah,
0: th- there was a lot of. I mean, it was huge, but. Big?
1: Do they have a contract for Indianapolis till Ragnarok, or like it ain't ever
0: gonna move? Okay, till Ragnarok. Well, that would be cool if it. I mean, there's a lot of gamers in the Midwest. There are, and and there, yeah. and for a lot of people in the Midwest, it's in it's sort of extended driving range. It really but it's, is, but it's doable. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like driving from here to the North
1: Midwest here. is like Europe. Because it's like, you could drive anywhere.
0: It's like going from here to Northern California. Because mm-hmm. that, that's what, like, eight-hour drive, seven-hour drives, something like that. So, I mean, it's it's a doable drive. Not not a, not a commute back-and-forth drive, but you don't have to get on an airplane and get there. That's cool. But I, I don't think they'll ever move it. No. Anyway, I'm sorry.
1: Okay. No, no, no. It was interesting. Okay, shortage of available tables, right? So, come January...
0: Besides, we can't have everything in the California. I know. <laughs> There has to be a reason people for people to go us. somewhere else. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I disagree with that logic. Everything should be in Southern California. Everything should be within five minutes of my house. Or in your house.
1: Then you don't have to leave your house. Oh,
0: that would be great. Gen Con in my house? You guys. It would be rad. I could just hang out in my oh, boxers and that. Oh, one more bathroom. tangent. Uh, yes. Northern California. Big uh-huh. Bad
1: Con uh, coming up. Uh, October 14th, 15th, 16th. So if you see me just for 30 seconds scramble on my 14, iPad.
0: 14th, and 16th. Yep. Big bad con. Yep. Where I'm, is that?
1: I'm doing some sign ups. <laughs> oh. It uh, used to be in Oakland, um,
0: which okay. was awesome.
1: Exactly. Uh, Walnut Creek this year. Really nice, really nice hotel. But, you know.
0: I, I, what, what's attendance like?
1: Uh, 500. Oh,
0: small. Which is,
1: yeah, but awesome because 500 uh, pure RPG. So, so oh, so is just role-playing yeah, games. Okay. just role-playing games. And that's probably
0: about as big as ours, then.
1: I think so. Yeah. If not even a little bigger, because the game, the RPG offerings look to be, I don't know, I don't know, 50, 60 more games, I'm guessing. Um, so maybe a tiny bit bigger RPG-wise, but about the same otherwise, but just totally RPGs. They've added a teen... Uh, kind of wing or whatever you want to call it this year, which oh really? looks to be doing yeah that's fantastic no that's it really is cool, yeah. and they are I've talked about it before kind of uh, ad infinitum but they are just they're good people too because they do uh, uh, charity stuff Doctors Without Borders and they do food drive oh, nice. oh, shelf drive nice. and stuff awesome. like that so yeah <laughs> very cool but yeah they have signups today so we'll see how that works all right okay. So come January, uh, our writer has decided to run a game, RuneQuest 6th edition, now called Mithras, uh, published by, and you're supposed to trill your R when you say it. I decided. Okay. Mithras.
0: Mithras. So um, you're to be a yeah. twelve or Yeah, I don't
1: Mithras. know. Mithras. Yeah, I like that. Mithras Yeah. with
0: one turn. I, I like it. it. I was kind of hoping at this point that you could give a GURPS yeah for RuneQuest because that's a really good system and I like it a lot.
1: You have to do it then.
0: I can't do a stew, yeah. You've got to do yeah! me
1: wrong. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're, I'll try. Yeah. See, it just... It just <laughs> That's a
1: perfect Proby Tim yeah, though. It is. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, this is published by The de- the Design Mechanism. So, picked out a scenario, began altering it for my purposes, and then hit the wall. I wanted to have a fun, easy-to-play game for beginners. How should I prepare? What should I prepare? How could I make people comfortable at my table? What bits and bobs should I have at the table for the game? What could I leave at home? You get the idea. That's, about, alway, that's
0: always, a, when you're running con games, like, how much stuff should I Can do? I
1: tell you, the fact that he's even asking that, though, is cool, because not yeah. all people do. Yeah. A lot, a lot of those questions, like how to make people comfortable at the table. Mm-hmm. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, about that time, you guys... We're talking about preparation and I devoured your podcast, which is to say Mm -hmm. I followed my normal practice of listening to you guys weekly and wishing, seriously wishing I lived closer so that I could try to sit at your table and play a game. Uh, Noting your struggles and triumphs, for some reason, Kimmy and Stork stick out in my mind from this time period as particularly insightful and plotting how to transform your advice and opinions into a working plan. Come the first game, I thought I had a plan. Five scenes, each briefly jotted down on a card. Mm -hmm. Twelve pregens, actually six, Uh. but each character represented as male and female. Right on. So the table could take Mm -hmm. their pick. Mm -hmm. Enough dice for everyone to use, and a serious case of nervous, caffeine-driven enthusiasm. (laughs) Uh, I decided to ditch the hex map and miniatures. I ran (gasps) combat as... (laughs) This guy's awesome. I ran combats as theater of the mind to ignore some uh, finicky bits, uh, specifically sorcery, which in my opinion is a little complicated to those new to the system. It is. And to listen to the players and honor their ideas. Uh, I had a good idea of the world around the characters, what the bad guys' plans were for the scenario, and no idea of the correct method the player characters should use to resolve conflict.
0: Excellent. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
1: <laughs> Five people: two young ladies, their adult squire, and two middle-aged guys, somewhat younger than myself, turned up at the table, and we uh, we got on the road. <coughs> uh, okay, I'm not going to be coy. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. <laughs> The young ladies, who I later found out were 12 years old, and just beginning in role-playing, seemed to have a fantastic time. They were a little shy to begin, but warmed up as the game continued. By the climactic combat, they were suggesting ideas, pulling thematic resources from their character sheets, and generally spreading role-playing mayhem.
0: Awesome. Right? Excellent.
1: The adults were respectful of the kids, didn't play down to them or dictate their actions. Awesome. Mm-hmm. everyone seemed engaged the game flowed evil doers were chastised and i ended the game right on time which i define as 10 minutes early so that the next jam can take over the table without having to wonder if i'm ever going to leave <laughs> <laughs> we had a horror story about that oh yeah or included that mm-hmm. uh, i left the table on a high and i'm making running games at gen con a new tradition for myself
0: excellent so again nice.
1: thank you for your help <laughs> and advice you guys rock keep up the good work As an aside, if any of you find yourself in Indianapolis with nothing to do, drop me a line. If I'm home and available... is that every day in Annapolis? (laughs) I'd be honored to have you at my table for dinner and or role-playing. Yours, Sean. Uh, I'm either Birdman or Sean L. Stroud on the forums, although I'm more of a lurker reader than a commenter. Right?
0: That's fantastic. Well played, yeah. And... Getting new people in and yeah. showing yep. them a good time is yep. a fantastic thing to do. No, that's and super cool. a practical example of implementing the wisdom that we try to impart <gasps> on this podcast. <laughs> it is. It totally is, right there. That's textbook. Testimonials.
1: That you could record... Text,
0: testim- textbook how to run Happy Jacks games. Right do
1: you have there. a Happy Jacks channel on YouTube?
0: Don't even ask. Okay. <laughs> it's so such a complicated mess. Really? Yes, I have several Happy Jacks RPGs channels i got you i'm using my own because my own channel has the most subscribers it's got like 500 and some subscribers on it but there are um i also have a channel that's a happy jacks rpg that's associated with my account on youtube Mm -hmm. then i also have a happy jacks its own account which has its own channel Mm -hmm. and it's a pain in the butt Try to figure out... And it's like, when I go to stream, okay, which one is going to pick the stream up? I don't know. Really? It's, it's a mystery. Google <laughs> wants you to have one account for like everything. They want you bank. to have one account. Well, they've made it easier to do that now. It used to be you couldn't have multiple channels on one, on one account, but now you can. So now I have a Happy Jacks account on my regular YouTube account, okay. which is my yeah. regular Google account. Um, but... By default, a lot of the software won't let you pick which channel. It just goes to what it considers the default channel. The default is. channel, okay. And the yeah. default channel selection doesn't seem to work because <laughs> you can say this is the default channel I want to stream to, or I want this is my default channel. Period. And that that doesn't work with streaming. It turns out, I tried. It doesn't it doesn't work. That's because streaming says, "Ha ha." <laughs> forget your stupid default We're, channel. I'm trying to figure out how to I do like this one better. I found this thing called restream.io which yeah. which gives you a streaming key and you can stream to that. This is not about role playing games, sorry. Uh, stream you can stream to that and then it will send the streams out to Twitch and YouTube and about a dozen and a half other streaming places yeah. which would be a fantastic service if it worked. <laughs> and it, I, I can't there's something wrong I have to go in and try to figure it out when I have time because I tried to do it this morning but I didn't get out here and my Mac <clears> had to update updates As, during the time I was going to try to troubleshoot this and I was not able to do so so it's a work in progress and I had an idea again not related to RPG well tangentially related to RPGs have you thought about making a public Happy Jacks fan slack Interesting idea. I have I thought. know. That I just be... thought about it. I just, wow. Make them, make it open? There is, a, think, there
1: is the shout box on the...
0: Yes. Th- yeah, but, that works,
1: functions but, like, but yeah.
0: But we could envelop yeah. our listenership. And now viewership. <laughs> <laughs> it's into on that one right
1: now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> our viewership, <laughs> hi. I into, would... We could envelop it into Slack. We could get them in... So, like, just have a open... Happy Jacks fans Slack, so you could use it as your chat room during the during the shows when there's not a show going on. People could just be in there BSing with each other and all kinds of shit. Yeah, thought that was anyway. No, just, it is. It I just, just popped into my head all of a sudden. Why aren't we doing this awesome idea?
1: Because that's the release the Kraken.
0: <clears throat> oh kind yeah. Of is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about your phone blowing up. Well, you, you can set channels to not. It's true. You, you, Notify. Not okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll set something like that up. I think that'd be kind of cool. We have a list. We have a uh, a host one, yeah. yeah, that we use, yeah, yeah. and that's very handy. It's like, hey, I need someone oh, to come on the show, and he's yeah. available. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that idea. We'll do that. Look for that in the future. Ha ha. Next uh-huh. email. Proby Tim presents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Player <laughs> connections and FFG Star Wars tips from a- Andrew in SC. Dear Dr. Stuart von Frankenstein and his douche (laughs) monsters. Frankenstein, that's right, I said it wrong. And his douche monsters. We're douche monsters today. Yeah. I like it. I'm a douche monster. (laughs) Let me start by saying I have been a fan of the poxy boggards since my brother introduced them to me when he was working fair. Awesome. And I was a freshman in high school back in 2001. Eh, Not old Mm, enough to listen. Not to make you feel old or anything. (laughs) I've gotten to see you guys play several times and even exchanged words with the legendary stork on one occasion. Excellent. Uh I'm sure his words were muddled and confused. (laughs)
1: That's what we call storkish.
0: And and crotchety. He is storkish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, the same brother, uh, did I read that right? Then, then, same brother, no, I think it's supposed to be then, the same brother told me about Happy Jack's podcast around season four, and I have been a loyal listener ever since. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This is all to say thank you for these many years of d- jokes and drunkenness. <laughs> <laughs> they is, have,
1: they that's have, the not testimonial.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> they have been fantastic. So because you deserve it, take a drink. It's it's a morning show. Yeah,
1: we got Yay morning shows probably
0: for the next couple months. Yeah, I think. Now, on to my actual email. I am still a fairly new GM, having run a few one shots and short campaigns. Though I have worked hard to incorporate the lessons you lot have taught to not be a dick railroady GM, and have gotten great response from my players. I'm about to start a campaign for my friends in Star Wars, Edge of the Empire, FFG, having fallen in love with the system and being inspired by listening to your actual plays. Excellent. Huzzah. One thing I'm thinking about incorporating into the character generation process, or the first session, is questions that flesh out a character or their relationships with the other characters, like I've heard you guys describe, regarding Powered by the Apocalypse. Games. <laughs> Powered by the Apocalypse. Hold on. Game. <laughs> Game. Game. Yeah. For example, Jenny. During a mission, Jim did something that changed your opinion of him. What was it? But as I've been thinking about it, I'm worried about stepping on the player's agency. By asking those sorts of leading questions, I worry about forcing them to have had a circumstance in their backstory that they disagree with, or, in the example given, a player is answering for what another player character's did and what if that player does not and what if that player does not feel their character would have done with the then no. and, and what and oh and what if that player does not feel their character would have done what the answer given is there we go perhaps i'm overthinking things but the last thing i want is to take someone's cool character concept out from under them however I love the idea of these strange questions that build a party's understanding of each other and themselves. So my first question is, how do you incorporate these open-ended questions without forcing a player to compromise their understanding of their character? Secondly... Let's go ahead and talk about that first and then go on it. (coughs) I think that's easy. Well, my first thought Mm -hmm. was, Mm -hmm. and this might just be not a lot of experience with Apocalypse games, but don't involve the other player. Jenny, during a mission, someone did something that changed your opinion of them. What was it? I disagree. Okay.
1: I know. I think that's good too. So that's
0: that's only a partial hippie. You got to go. But full yeah,
1: <laughs> I do. I do too. Because you want well, you, you want to have, I those, have the hair. You want to have that messy dynamic at the table, right? Okay. You know, or not messy. Sometimes it's a supportive thing and not a you know who do you hate. Um, I I don't think there's anything wrong with those questions, <clears throat> but if you have a group who you want to Introduce that to, and you're a little afraid that they're going to be reluctant. You could say, "Jenny, who do you distrust in your group?" And she says, "Tim." As it's you do, it's Jim.
0: It's Jim. The okay. example is Jim. All right, it's not confusing. Jim,
1: and then Tim you, you say, totally "Jim." Part two is Jim. What did you do to make Jenny mistrust you? So then, that character gets oh, okay. to own okay what the scenario is without that person making up something that you know they would be less than comfortable with about their super right. character that they built.
0: So in that case, you're only having each of the two players deal with their own characters in those questions. Yeah. Jenny, Jenny gives the answer, I don't trust Jim. Yeah. And Jim says, uh, because this is what I, I did. dated yeah. her sister. I didn't have whatever. her back yeah. in a bar fight. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah exactly. Okay. Like. okay. That makes sense. I, the other thing is if you think that you're getting into a situation where you are maybe stepping on someone like if you say okay the uh, when two of you fought in a battle and so and so saved your life what happened and if you're like my character's a pacifist Yeah <laughs> if you come up with that that sort of situation you can always just say the the play, let the let the players know up front this is perfectly okay to do this just yeah. say my character wouldn't have fought in a battle because I am a pacifist, or whatever that happens to be. That's not going to work really well in a Star Wars game. Good luck, but <laughs> but then and then the GM can just rephrase it as something else. You know, there exactly. was a heist, or there was a there was a conflict, or you know, the, your planet was attacked, or or whatever it was, and and change. There is no reason that the, there can't be a back and forth between the player and the GM, where the player says, "Okay, uh, can it be this?" And then, then just go with it. I think that's the easiest way to do it. But I like it's it, it's a that the great thing about doing that is it's creating those connections yeah. between the player characters. Yep. Okay. Because that's really critical. I mean, it really helps build sort of a cohesiveness right off the bat rather than having, I don't know if I trust that tool. Well, it's
1: true. I some, don't like
0: Twi'lek because I'm a dwarf.
1: There are other things that will develop <laughs> over the course of gameplay, mm-hmm. um, but it gives you something to push off with. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. There's this cool thing, too. I brought these little things. Oh, that's things. right.
0: You show and tell. You're on. It's right here. Dun, dun, dun. Backstory
1: cards. Uh, brought to you by Ryan Macklin, game creator and bon vivant. Um, this is almost like... Ho, 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 yeah, ho, ho. libertine. I
0: meant bon vivant. Bon vivant
1: raconteur. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, this is almost like a game in itself. If you really want to go full bore into like creating a bunch of <coughs> sort of layered uh, relationships at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it comes with dice. And okay, I nice. got a couple. Well, it basically oh. tells you who who you're going to involve in this next question you draw. So it's like the person to my left or two people to the right or that sort of thing. And then there are random so
0: cards. What happens if it winds up pointing back at yourself? Do you well, you, the, the dots are, are, are the... Yeah. The dots even are put t- dot, are the dots, dots in there for people the like you. Dots are on the bottom. Dots are always on the bottom. Yeah, but the arrows are pointing towards me. No, but if you turn it <laughs> so the dots are like that, then it's not pointing then towards me. Then
1: it's you. saying
0: stew. Yeah, because it's two bon, people, so bon. to bon. your right. One, two. But dots are always facing you. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> no, I totally was not oh, understanding that. The rule set
1: for this game is obviously way too complicated. Well, it's okay.
0: No one, no one saw that. No, they all didn't. Cause we had cameras. Okay, so, so like, roll. so if I did this, okay, like, like say yeah. I rolled that, I would actually just turn it so the dots face me and it points to Gina. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Oops, and I had not even know. It's like card. putting the line and then, underneath
0: the one, and then on you a pick dot.
1: a card, and I don't know how you would, you can pick any card. Nothing or then
0: gets by me. I needed to confront individual but knew that I needed PC's help. What did you need from them? Did they help?
1: See cool oh, questions. Oh I'm supposed to answer those. Yeah. Oh, I yes. thought I was
0: supposed to read them out loud. <laughs> no,
1: no, you do read it out well, loud, but then yeah. you would answer it.
0: I fail at backstory cards. No, you, I got an F. Okay, yeah. Is that available, or is it only? It's only uh, the Kickstarter. I
1: kickstarted it, but it is on Drive Through. Oh uh, yes. yeah, and there are, I've got two sets. I don't know if they're just two sets or more, but is you this can get a, a basic. print-on-demand cards. Yes. that is the print-on-demand. These are set? print-on-demand cards. No, um, no, these are not. But no, they are. It? They come like this. Drive Through does an amazing job with their I've cards. Seen,
0: yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at the packaging.
1: Yeah, no, this wow. was my Kickstarter. Okay. But drive-through has awesome. Like their card quality is like the fantastic cases. Yeah. yeah, no, they do a really terrific job. Um, but this stuff is a lot of fun. So if you're not even not used to, a lot of people want to ask their own questions, especially if you know. But these are open-ended enough where it could apply to, you know, different genres and that sort of thing. But you get those relationships going within the table and right. Yeah,
0: that's cool. It's fantastic. That's really cool. cool. All right. So, uh, do we answer this question? I think. I think. We uh, I, I, think I think we did. <clears throat> but uh, secondly, I, yes. Yeah. Secondly, I'm curious if you have any general tips for running in Star Wars FFG. Now that you have experience in it, I have run most of these players through the Edge of the Empire Beginner Box, so I have a general grasp of the basic mechanics. You want to take a stab at that real quick, or do you want me to finish? Uh, keep the rulebook handy, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm running three different systems right now and. Every time I run a game, the next game comes up. It's like, oh, I forget how to play that game. And I have to go through it again. Uh, my, my biggest thing is, I got the little cards. Yeah. The. the uh, I just got some. Adversary cards. I don't know. They're oh. Right somewhere. Oh, there they are. Yeah. These dudes. There, there were three sets of them. They'll probably end up doing more of them. This oh, that's is all three cool. sets. Um, but they have. Like the dude with all of his stats on it. Yeah. And it tells you um, what his skills are there. And then on the back, if he has talents and stuff like that, it has that. And then in, what his abilities are and what, a, what kind of equipment he's got. And it gives you all the stats That's for... That's cool. Like he's got weapons. It gives you all the stats for the weapons and everything. So what I've started doing is I take photographs of these things and I import them into OneNote. So I have both sides of the card oh, sitting there. Oh, so nice. So I have when like... like there's, and there's different kinds. There's like Imperial Stormtroopers and then there's... Somewhere in here there's, like, a stormtrooper sergeant who is, like, because uh, these are minions.
1: That's cool.
0: And then a, uh, where is he? I don't know. Where and, then, and then that way you don't have to actually let it be known that you're pulling a card or whatever because you already got it in your OneNote. It's, a, one it's note. just in just the OneNote, yeah.
1: In one note, can you have photos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you could take a picture and you could have. Yep.
0: Absolutely. So you don't
1: even have to retype all the.
0: Yep. That's really cool. And, the, and, and it's nice. I mean, I'll even photocopy them. Like, I made photocopies of them for the for the game so I didn't have to dig through the deck but yeah. I know I know that, that I'm going to be using like that Imperial Stormtrooper Sergeant and there's the Stormtrooper Minions and then oh you know, there's a Bounty Hunter who's going to be with them and, and and it's um, very handy because that's the one thing I've noticed is you don't ha- stuff is spread out in that book in all three of those books and that's having true. game prep work like Zach and Ice Cream? yes and uh, have game prep in it. It is not a game prep friendly game. Mm-hmm. That is, but it I think, isn't. I have, do not think so. Um, now, if you had basically, what I've done is I've done shortcuts to make it that way, but it isn't. Uh, starship combat too. Starship combat. It's like, oh, I need this starship, especially when you get all three books and you start incorporating. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I want this ship. Oh, that ship's not in this book. It's in this other book over here, uh-huh. and then I'm like. Mm-hmm. Then and I have two two or three books out because I need the stats for the ships. Um, there, I'm somewhere. There is those a, are chunky, a, heavy books. There and they're big books. Yeah, but there is a um, someone's done a uh, an unofficial uh, character online character maker. For oh, it. I, yeah. The character rem-
1: generator. I can't mm-hmm. remember
0: who the name of the guy that did it but um it, I think it inclu- he it includes a starship thing
1: I think so too there's GM tools yeah. that I haven't poked around in but yeah. it
0: would be worth it to go through and because uh, I don't think he can put all of the IP in them so he has to leave a lot of information out so it doesn't get taken I think down. he
1: references pages though because I've
0: it's page pages numbers,
1: da, yes. da, and edge of Empire or,
0: yeah <coughs> so <But laughs> it would be worth it to go in and input the starships or make copies of the starship pages so that you have the stats for the ships when combat with ships arrive. That That's an important thing. So when you look at Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf and all those other World of Darkness games, they appear that they're pretty compatible. But when you actually get down into all the different monster mm-hmm. special abilities and stuff, you realize ah, these really aren't, so you shouldn't really mix these unless you do a whole bunch of work to make it that way. Is that the same with the Star Wars games? Not at all. There... Not at all. So, <laughs> like, I'm looking at your books, Force of Destiny and Edge of the Empire. They integrate with each other seamlessly? There's there, there's <clears throat> one rule that changes between all three of them, and that is basically kind of, I guess you could call it, like, your motivation The rule. duty
1: obligation. Duty,
0: mm-hmm. obli- duty is in... Age of Rebellion, Obligation is in Edge of Empire, Age of Empire. and Force and Destiny is—it's not morality. But no, it's, what is
1: it? That's one I never can remember.
0: I can't remember, but that's like the the book that's all Force users. That's like, that's like yeah. the Force user heavy book.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so there, it's something like morality. So could a a Force user who normally has morality also have obligation? Sure. There's no reason you couldn't make a character with obligation, although you probably have one or the other. I mean, the way I think, I, the way yeah. I would use it. no, I'm I, I'm not as familiar with force and destiny, and I don't know exactly how those rules work. But obligation and duty are very similar, and you could yeah. the game mechanic that you used for one, you could remember. use for the other. Okay. Um, the other thing which we've actually forgotten to do in our Star Wars game in the last two or three sessions is roll obligation because you, what you're supposed to do is build a little table. Because, uh-huh. you know, this guy's got 10 points of obligations. This guy's got 5 points of obligations. This guy's got 10 points of obligations. And this, you're supposed to make a D100 table <clears throat> where you say, okay, from 1 to 75, nothing happens. But from 76 to 80, for this guy who's got 5 points of obligations, yeah. he comes up. And then from 81 to 91, this guy comes up. Ooh. And then from 91 to 100, this guy comes up. So
1: it just of- happens to me, my character sheet from that character yeah. generator.
0: right. So yeah, if, the character sheets look fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, GURPS Duty, then, or, or Sense of Duty, or, or something. I can't remember kind what it of, is. Kind yes. of. Where, where every session you make a die roll to see if that well, comes into play. Yes, a- and, and this is actually not from me. This is from someone who wrote into to us. It's best to do that at the end of the previous session. Oh, so that you can have time to plan yes. So it. the GM can have time, time to, to, plan. to plan for it. Gotcha. Can, and, I,
1: can I ask, do you find that frequently none of your players come up, their obligation or duty? No, or...
0: because I have a lot of selfish players who bought extras so they could have more money oh. and, and more stuff. So they, I, I think they only have like 30% that's empty.
1: Well, I think you're right, and it's morality.
0: Is it morality? Mm, I think so. it might be. But I don't know if that mechanic works the same as duty because because the, the, the duty and the obligation mechanics work the same. It's just one is you work for the Rebellion and there's something they're sending you to do or there's something you need to take care of, whereas with Obligation, you owe a hut something or someone's looking for you or something like that. And they have different mechanics, underlying mechanics in them, but there's no reason why you you couldn't have a mixed party out of different books and say, okay, so-and-so's Obligation came up, so everyone takes one strain because you're under a little bit of stress right now. Okay. And then the person who took it takes two. I mean... Okay. There's no reason you couldn't do that at all. But okay. yeah, I think they're, they're very compatible. So yeah, a rolling obligation before the session starts. Like, either rolling it yourself, and just having the players trust that you rolled the right the, the number correctly, or roll it in front of them at the end of the previous session, so that you have some time to see if there's a way to integrate what that obligation is with... With wherever they're what, at right what, now in what, the game, yeah. What, ...what the plans are for the session. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's important. <clears throat> the dice are incredibly expensive. There's a um and it's but there's apps. I was gonna say there's you, a couple you, of oh. them. There. When you first got it, you were playing with a dice app. Yes, and that and, and that's might be good for players who can't afford because they're expensive. They're not cheap dice. Isn't is like twenty five bucks for the set or something. Nah, for one it's not set. that much. I, I want to say it's like fourteen or something okay. like okay. that. Yeah, there's the Star Wars dice app.
1: Yeah, and it's it's not that expensive. And
0: it's, and, and is it. it is it robust enough that you would allow a player to use that in your game? I, I, don't, I don't care. And it does you the... don't care? Okay. Well, I mean, I, do I really care if... It, are you using truly random numbers? No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's not... I mean, if, if I'm playing poker for money on an online site, yeah, I want to make sure that they're... Because that, that kind of stuff gets oh, exploited. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's... That's probably the, the the best pointers I could give you. The other, the only other thing is, and this is a problem with almost any science fiction role playing game, where the party, where it is assumed the party has access to a ship, game prep, game prep can be a real bitch, because they can go anywhere they want. Yeah, um, it's not like you're playing a fantasy game. You're in X town. You want to go to the town on the other side of the continent? Good. That's three weeks. Yeah, that's a journey that's <laughs> going to take you months and months yeah, and months. Yeah, yeah. And you get to pl- pass a lot of places that I did prep on the way, but th- that 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 to me is the biggest challenge with any. And the same thing with traveler too. Yeah, um, ha- having all of those planets ready to go and prepped is a pain in the butt. The nice thing about Star Wars is you have this SW Traveler map or whatever that site uh-huh. is called. And it, it goes in, it doesn't give you a ton of data, but it gives you links to, like, Wikipedia, so you can go to this yeah. planet and say, oh, Ilum, the party wants to go to Ilum. Well, let's see, what Ilum? <laughs> oh, okay, all right, that's where they grow the crystals for the things. But okay. even so, you could be playing along on, you know, the fourth moon of Yavin or something, and all of a sudden your players get a wild hair and decide to go to Hoth. Exactly. And you're like, Hoth. <laughs> okay. Oh, Let la- me think s- about this for a minute here. <laughs> in our last session, they wanted to go... Somewhere, and it was literally on the other side of the galaxy. <laughs> and now, the thing is, the thing is, they could do that, and it would take them maybe, what, like a couple of hours? Did because you, of, did you uh,
1: utilize accurate light speed? Time no. records? Uh,
0: n- n- well, <laughs> I narrated some stuff because at, at that point, some things had happened where they could have, if they had some downtime, there are some people who could really put it to use. So we just sort of narrated. The distance. it took months. It, it was a, a journey that, that took many months. Even and they, with light speed. Oh yeah, I mean if you ever, um, if you ever look at, um, even in the Star Wars movies, some of the trips that people take, they cut away to something else. That's true, but they show them all like lounging about, playing chess and whatnot. And yeah. who knows how long they're yeah, they've that's, been that's, gone? Yeah. I mean, how long was the trip when when? When, when they left Hoth and he's like, no, we're going this way because we need to go to Dagobah. Go, yeah, go to Dagobah. That, he may have been sitting in that seat for a week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We don't know. That's true, yeah. I mean, would be uncomfortable. A really uncomfortable in that little X-wing seat for a right. week. My guess is he'd stop off at a few planets along the way, stretch his legs out a little bit, maybe, you know, hit a hit a potty Maybe. <laughs> 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 All right. Lastly. Truck stop. Yeah. <laughs> stock. <laughs> Lastly, as I said, I'm a fairly new GM and I've realized the hardest part for me is building the foundation and beginning ideas for a scenario. Once I have the foundation and we're at the table, I handle myself pretty well. Being a therapist who runs groups...
1: Nice.
0: So what do you do when you're not playing role-playing games?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Being a therapist who runs groups... I'm used to improvising in the moment and pretending like I actually know what the hell I'm talking about. Says every therapist ever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys build those initial blocks of a scenario or a campaign? Thank you again for the great work all of you do, and here's to many more years. Sincerely, Andrew from SC, which obviously stands for Southern Cal, which obviously stands for California. Wolfgang on the forums, now that I made a forum account. Yay. Yay. P.S. Seems like the obligatory P.S.s have started to dwindle. P.P.S. Take another drink. I don't think I have anything left.
1: You have watery ice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the I I my favorite thing. Starting, I like to start with a bad guy. Who is my bad guy going to be? That's often what I will do. But it really depends. Like one of the games that I did not end up running or started running but never finished at the con, was for vast Dominions, which is the moment of truth setting, the sort of pulp, very pulpy science fiction setting. Mm-hmm. Formerly known as Big Blue Monkeys. Formerly known as Big Blue Monkeys. It uh, was called um, Kriegspannen Attack or something like that. And it is an uh, adventure where the party has to go to uh, the Proven Grounds where uh, the German military is building giant um, arachnid mechs. Uh, for ground combat use. Nice. Is that the one that you came up with during a trip to a porta potty? Exactly. Well, that that, <laughs> that actually yes, that's the first time that they were seen mm-hmm. was in like the sequel to Big Blue Monkeys from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. That when was. the party burned through my entire prep in about an hour and forty-five hour and fifty minutes, and I needed more. <laughs> You're like, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Hold on. <laughs> and I took a pen and a notebook with me. <laughs> I had to write out some ideas, but I did, um, but I, I, have <laughs> I've incorporated that into the thing and but yeah, cause giant spider mechs are awesome. Exactly right. With big laser with guns, Big laser, laser guns. guns. Yeah. yeah. That's rad. So, so I, I wrote a, a scenario up, but I want to do it. Basically, I get, just came up with the idea of, I want to put those spider mechs back in. That was my first building block of the scenario. How can I do that? Well, you know what, let me have the players have to infiltrate the proving ground where the company that's making these things is testing them. That'd be fun, because then yeah. they have like then they have like a mock battlefield that yeah, they use yeah, yeah. to use the things, and they might have like automated weapons there to shoot at it and stuff like that, so they could have to like run a gambit to, to try to get through all that stuff. So that's kind of... Sometimes it's a scene, sometimes it's a thing, sometimes uh-huh. it's a person, but it's called inspiration. And it comes from all kinds of things. There's really no... One way I write. A yeah, my uh, I'm working on a. I started already working on my con game for the next strategic con.
1: Oh, that's good
0: though. I know. No, it was <laughs> as soon as as soon as uh, the last one ended, I was like, man, I need to get another game on the books. What am I going to do? And it started with, "Hey, here's this thing. What would happen if?" Right. And what would happen if you know? I don't want to go into it because I don't want to. Yeah. Crack open my con game just yet, but what would happen if? This thing had this other thing happened to it. Mm-hmm. And from there, it, it's all just kind of gone downhill. Which, speaking of which. Um,
1: Not downhill, at all. At some point, crap. I
0: want to play test it. I actually want to play test my next content. I was wondering if I could. Of course. Maybe use, okay, cool. That's why we did this. Yeah.
1: Cool. There are now also. It,
0: you have to decide whether you want it streamed live. No, 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 I wouldn't. Okay. I would want to record it so that I could listen to it later. Okay. As, as I continue prepping and, and working on it. Right. But okay. I. I this is something that I could see becoming, like, my own version of Freak Show or Dead President. Oh, nice. Good. So, That's always handy to have those things, because you know. don't have to build a bunch of pre yeah. I know. And the idea, the idea is, is, is I mean, the, the idea is not, like, groundbreaking or anything, but it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And cool. it's, it's very, and, and so I want to be able to hear that playtest and listen to it and stuff like that, so I was thinking maybe, but we can talk about that after okay.
1: I was just going to say there are random story generators online too. Oh, yeah. Watch. Yeah, and you can put what genre in. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes those are helpful, not even necessarily because here is my idea, but they are get your creative sort of processes rolling. Or it's like, oh, I'm not really into that, but that gave me an idea about something else. And, you know, so sometimes you just click the button a couple times and see if anything is inspirational.
0: I read an article a long time ago from a Call of Cthulhu GM. I think it was on a forum. I think it was on yogsethoth.com. I don't remember. I don't remember where it came <laughs> from, I and mean, it doesn't matter. But he was talking about this very same thing. Where do you come up for ideas uh-huh. with Call of Cthulhu games? Because Call of Cthulhu games, I mean, there's only so many things you can... Yeah. Right? Like, how many different ways can you present cults, right? So um, what his what his thing was is grab a newspaper and pick out the most interesting news topics yep. and then say... How could that have been perpetrated by a cult or a great old one? Spooks right, and,
1: spooks and kooks.
0: And that's <laughs> that's what he did. He was like, "Oh, look, there was a murder, a mass murder at a restaurant. How could a cult have done that?" Yeah. And then, you know, change the names, change the location, yeah. mm-hmm. stick the cult in there, and that was how where he got his ideas for games. So I think like, that's pretty cool. That uh, cool. Keyo is talking about urban shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I bought it last night. Oh, did you, you? Did? I started reading it. Uh, I, that might be one I want to run, because I really that's, like, yeah, that he, I want
1: to play in that okay, if you right. run
0: it.: Me too. He, okay. I, I told totally I back to
1: that Kickstarter.
0: He pinged so, both of us on the forums. Yeah. and said this he's, might, in, he's in the chat room right now. Yeah, and cool. I, I want to check it out. I'm um, I don't know that I have the confidence to run a powered by the Apocalypse game. Because I, th- I
1: think you would be surprised. I have confidence in you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that, truly. However, my dice are my crutch. So
1: You were, you acted. Yes, I did. You were an actor. I was. You have how many years of gaming and story tropes behind you? You read, you run many, games. Many, yes, yes, yes. You improvise.
0: He Gosh. likes dice, though. But I like dice. He I really dice. like dice. You, you can d- have dice and roll them. They yeah. just don't affect they the game. They just don't yeah. do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> a, I, okay, may well. I may as well just have these here.
1: Right, but other... Yeah, and not... <laughs> you can't... It means read nothing. I, I
0: don't even know what the dots mean. They're supposed to point to me. I don't understand these dice. But I could roll them anyway. But and,
1: everybody else is rolling dice. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I do... I keep... Uh, when I'm running the Star Wars game, I keep a set of force dice... A pair of them. And if I'm like, and the party asks a question and I don't know what the answer to that question is, I will roll them just for myself. Yeah. And if I get a light side thing, it will be more beneficial to them. If I get and a dark, dark side, side thing, it'd be yeah. more yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's just something that, like, I'm not sure what to do at this moment. Point That's me in a like direction. Yeah. When
1: a character is sitting there and uh, you roll your int or something to see if, like, what I really do? What yeah. did I do here?
0: I, tot- I, yeah. I totally get it, and I've had numerous conversations on the forum about this topic. Um, I'm just uneasy about about running that. I even have, dude, Dave seventy seven actually gave me a set of spirit seventy seven dice just to start playing I that game. Yes. I was going yeah. through the, yeah. and thing. I actually I actually moved them into there in my, um, like I have a huge bag of like a bag of dice. And I have a small little bag, which I've not... do you have one of hussies.
1: those tool bags where it's the I, nails and the screws and the... I did, but, but it's I, all I got
0: rid of that because oh it, it, carrying around a toolbox it's of stupid. Dices. No,
1: there's a, there's those cloth <laughs> things that they do with all the little compartments. Oh, where, like a... oh Yeah. Okay. That you can totally use for dice.
0: It wasn't stupid. It was really cool and it kept them really organized <laughs> and stupid. neat. But, it's stupid. It's stupid. but
1: Did it have stickers of your favorite bands on it?
0: N- no. <laughs> uh,
1: like Hello Kitty stickers
0: and no, because I, I, I get they would the stickers would annoy me because they inadvertently would not line up properly, <laughs> and I'd have to peel them off, and it would just be bad. Gotcha. I never said I wasn't insane. Okay. Jim Toe, babies and gaming with kids. Yeah. Jim Toe's baby and gaming with kids from J.C. and KC. This is in response to Jim Toe's email on episode 1712. Congratulations on your baby. Cheers. Hooray. What? Take a drink. I'm out of drink. drink me a drink. too. Take a drink. Oh, you're out of drink? I, I am I out got, of drink. Gina has drink. I
1: got cold latte.
0: Yum. Mm-hmm. I heard you, your email and wanted to share what worked for me. My wife had twins almost four years ago. Ooh. It was like having two competing alarm clocks going <laughs> off every hour for about three months. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Just forget about sex for a while. It's not going to happen. And the boys, and after the boys mellowed out and we could finally get a little sleep through the night, we got back to gaming pretty quickly. My wife, I'm turning myself up a little bit. My wife and I are gamers, and so it is, and so is her best friend and her best friend's sister. Uh, we started a Hot Moms gaming group. The infants would <laughs> hang out with us. Um, bounce on knees, or snuggle in cribs while I ran the game. Nice. Gradually, the effort required increased as the boys started to explore their environment, um, but we still made it work with enclosures and swings and such, like Stu's Neglectatron. That was the <laughs> best was swing sweet. ever. Yeah, It was a swing, and it had a battery in it, and yep. you hit this thing on it, and it, it only used like two D-cells or something. But it would go to click, to click. Is there anything that uses D-cells anymore? click. Besides flashlights, oh flashlights! Right, okay, that's about it, probably. Yeah, but a lot of flashlights use A's now because yeah. they use LEDs and don't need as much electricity. But yeah, the neglect, the neglectatron was fantastic. Um, uh, it shouldn't need to be said, but we were watching and interacting with the children throughout the game. And also, if they, you know, what when kids are sitting around hearing a bunch of people talk, yeah, they're picking stuff up. That, yeah, that's they good. really yeah. Are. Um, it was a good. And it's better to talk to them, but if talking around them it helps too, uh, it was a good social outlet for us and the boys. And we did it every. We did everything from our home, no babysitter necessary. Since then, we've had to move, but it, in but in my experience, gaming with infants isn't as daunting as other social activities uh, when they are that age. In our current group, the hosts. Have a little infant, and she's no trouble at all. And sometimes if they get fussy, you just get up and you deal with them, and, yeah. and they're not fussy anymore. Sometimes they just want to be held. They want to be part of your guys are doing something, I want to be part of it. Give yeah. me over. Yeah. I can't walk yet. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Hope that helps. Good luck, and congratulations again, K- JC and K.C. Nice. Jimmy Crisis on the forums. Thank you very much. This is our last email. The moment of gaming gold. From the out-of-print GM. No horror stories. We haven't had no horror stories in a while. In a long time. And it's been a while since we've had horror stories. Everyone's doing really well. They're listening to what we're saying, I guess. Uh, they're learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're learning. We yeah. are we are single-handedly changing the gaming industry. Just us. Industry. It's just only us. <laughs> us. And we are eliminating <laughs> the modern horror story. We have eliminated the modern gaming gaming horror story. You have With I'm sure they're still out. There.
1: I, you have just opened the floodgates.
0: I, I hope that I have, because... Yeah.
1: That's going to happen.
0: We get some good ones. HappyJacksRPG at gmail.com. It's HappyJaxRPG yeah. at gmail.com.
1: Yep. <laughs> anyway, exactly. I think,
0: who would like to read I the I think you gold? should
1: read it. Mine was really long.
0: Okay. So go for I it. I want to it. A moment of game gold from the out-of-print GM. You okay? No, everything is falling. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll keep reading then. Greetings to Stu and the crew of the good ship Happy Jacks. As I sit and write this email, I look out the window at a Yorkshire summer day. Yep, it's pissing it down again. I wanted to share a moment of gaming gold as opposed to a horror story. It rains in the summer in Yorkshire? I think he's from, isn't he from uh, the UK where it rains every day regardless of the season? In February it only rained half the time. So 14 days. We were there for two weeks. It rained for seven we, days. Seven days. Yeah. Wow. In London and Bath. I don't know where Yorkshire is. I think Yorkshire That's, is. Oh, it's by that York. big pudding factory. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to answer that seriously.
1: <laughs> pudding factory.
0: Get it, Yorkshire. Pudding. And why do they call yeah. waffles pudding? Isn't that a waffle? It's kind of like a waffle. It's oh, I mean, like a big wall. Yorkshire pudding, yeah, but but Yorkshire pudding is, as far as I'm concerned, it's neither pudding nor dessert. I it's mean, not it's, dessert. It's a meal. It's it's, it's it's like a savory thing. Yeah, it is. You eat it with roast beef, and it's awesome. I mean, it's, hey. I love Yorkshire. Pudding. I'm really getting hungry right now. But yes, it, it is. Me too. Well, Santa, <laughs> where can I find Yorkshire pudding? Oh, Tam Shanners. Go I want to I want to go to the old ship in Fullerton. There you go. Or Santa Ana. There's one there too. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, I wanted to share a moment of gaming gold, as opposed to a horror story. This week, I ran a game for the two children of one of my regular players. The kids are 9 and 11 years old. It sounds oddly familiar, because my (laughs) kids are 9 and 11 years old. (laughs) I chose Savage Worlds Fantasy as an introduction to this brilliant hobby of ours. Excellent. The 11-year-old played a wizard with shape change, healing, and bolt spells. Excuse me? Bless you. Thank you. The nine-year-old played a lizard man with a morning star and the sweep edge. I imagine that is an edge that would allow you to sweep across multiple opponents. (laughs) Exactly. Yep, yep. Their father joined in as a longbowman, more to help the kids as needed. Excellent. The game started good and both the kids got the mechanics of the dice quickly. About halfway through the four-hour game, the kids started just role-playing with random non-player characters around the settlement. That's awesome. I have never run a game that was as much fun in ages. I think the little things I did helped, like using glass beads for PowerPoints, using the ton of Drastic Plastic figures I have for the monsters they encountered. That must be a brand, Drastic Plastic? No idea. I don't know. But most of all, choosing Savage Worlds. Despite one of my favorite systems being Rollmaster, cue jokes about Rollmaster. Do we have any of those left that we haven't used yet? Jokes about Rollmaster? <laughs> yeah. Not really. I think we've. Really. we've gone I've through never them all. actually played it. I've only heard things about it. Uh, I I Me? have. They called it Chartmaster. I, I played that. it once with no, the, the
1: Rollmaster Kurt.
0: Yeah, with Rollmaster Kurt. Yeah, I have. I have many PDFs of it. I have had it in numerous occasions. I have read, started reading it on numerous occasions, and each time, once I get to the start, the part where they start talking about the mechanics, I just kind of fall asleep. And I don't know why. It's not that it's written poorly or anything like that. It's not that it's above me. It's just... it's. I, I think it's just the type, not the type it's, of game I would run now, so I, I kind of start fading out.
1: It seems old school.
0: It's exceedingly old school. Oh, my and gosh.
1: that stuff is a little more complex, yeah. Like generally. Yeah. And a little drier to read. But I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, I don't know that I would ever want... To like play in a campaign or anything like that, but
0: a buddy of mine played in a I thought it was a lot of fun. A buddy of mine played in a role master campaign for a long time. It was a multi year campaign. It took two years. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's why it took so long. (laughs) They just hit second level and they'd been playing for 20 years. Uh, (laughs) But he said the game was exceedingly complex. Yeah. And he said the only reason it worked, there are two reasons that it worked. The first being that the GM had only ever played rolemaster and he had devoted himself to that system, like collegiate level rolemaster. Right. He had like a doctorate of rolemaster-osity. And... You get good jobs with that. Yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, the GM had a spreadsheet which he built and used a lot of VB scripting in so oh, okay. that he could just put the numbers in and it would extrapolate and tell him what the results were so that they weren't flipping back and forth looking through all the charts. They'd be like, okay, what'd you roll? 85. Okay, blah, 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 blah.
1: There still is, I mean, that's why people call it Chart Master, yeah. right? Because there's charts for everything. everything. Yeah. So I think, obviously, Rollmaster Kurt is a lot about Roll Master, but I mean, you still, I mean, I think you could run that game for decades and not be able to... Have recall.
0: Yeah, of all of it. Yeah. yeah. So you'd be
1: like paging through yeah. pages of charts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very much so. Uh, despite one of my favorite systems being Rollmaster, cute jokes about Rollmaster. Ha ha. Ha ha. Done. A possible show topic running a game for really young players. So once again, thanks to all the Happy Jacks hosts for a constantly entertaining podcast. To one and all, long life, good health, Simon D. Emmett, out of print GM. On the form. DM. See, I put GM up here because I... Auto- oh, it is. It's out of print DM. He's out of print DM. I stopped using DM a long time ago. Even even We all I, should. Even when, I, even when I play D&D, it's, it's not DM. It's the GM because that's...
1: It's politically correct.
0: It is. But the crazy thing is, for some reason, I don't use that when I'm talking about Vampire. Then it becomes the Storyteller. SD. Yeah, the ST. Right. right. I don't know why that one sticks as different from GM. I don't know. That's very bizarre. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. All right.
1: Because it is storyteller. Yeah, it is? Yeah.
0: Which is actually something of a misnomer because you're not a storyteller. The group is telling a story. You can't tell a story when your protagonists are played by other people with their own individual. I always I was like Traveler, Referee. He referee's a really good one, yeah. Adjudicator. Judge. MC. Those are all really good. MC.
1: Apop- Apocalypse World.
0: The Master of Ceremonies. Someone used Judge. What game used? Because there was a thing called the Judges Guild. Do you remember that? Yeah. Judges Guild was um, a line of... Was it RuneQuest? No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. 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 They okay. did do some RuneQuest, but it was also original AD&D. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's so all we got. Uh, again, let me get back to my, my page here yeah. with all of my crap. Don't podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to yeah. email us. Follow us on Twitter, happy Jacks RPG. You can follow me on Twitter, SR Venable. Are you on Twitter? Tim's Geekery. Uh,
1: Gina Ricker. R-I-C-K-E-R.
0: And we're also on the Instagram, happy Jacks RPG And Facebook, happyjacksrpg.com happy slash Facebook will take you there. And don't forget to send out and post a Happy Jacks-related link on yeah. two social to media sites. Right. Or two Operation. links on one. Why listeners make when you know listeners have you do want mm-hmm. to make. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I'm going to play the anthem even though you guys can't hear it. My pencil doesn't work on my iPad. Yeah, We're listeners of Happy Jacks R.P. Or... Thank you for joining us for Season 17, Episode 16 of Happy Jacks R.P. Or... Or... Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm the one and only Probyton. This is Jane Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week, Saturday again. We'll leave you with the songs. Don't oh, salvage wow.